Ladies and gentlemen, upstanding members of society at large, this is Ted, East Coast Meditation, Episode 7, a very lucky number, and I'm happy I have this particular guest in front of me on this particular episode number. This is an episode very special to me because I get to more talk to you about one of the practices that I take on in my life. Uh, We're not going to do a practice in this episode. Instead, we're going to explore an interesting topic concerning that of kundalini yoga. Meg Caudilly with me here today. Hello, Meg. Mm, Hello. Thank (laughs) you. I'm so excited to join you. Love Uh, our chats. Thank you. And uh, I especially feel honored and privileged to be hosting this podcast in this room that we painted together. That's our fun little yes, note. it's my favorite room. I, I don't remember why, but I love it. It's just <laughs> great. It's got a good window. Thank you. That's all uh, you need to know. It does, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. It's the window that when it's raining, I come to this window. Yes. Anyways, um, so Meg and I uh, share a lot of practices together. We, we work at the same studio. Uh, we exist as friends outside of that studio. Uh, she's connected to us and my family uh, in a myriad of ways, many of them very uh, intimate and personal, which we're very grateful for. Alexis and I are coming up on, it was just week 37 yesterday, and Meg is a doula. Not just a doula, I'm sorry, it's our doula. So it's like So excited. Yeah, it's this whole (laughs) world of doulaing that I I would have never known about before this point. So that might might be a whole separate note. I want to stay on a little bit of it's separate but it's connected for me yeah. because everything I do seems to spiral back to similar core principles and today we are going to talk about kundalini which is a yoga practice but it's also just an energy that's with inside all of us and to me it's also about this connection with your body which a lot of doula is about emotional um, understanding and connection between people and yourself so for me it kind of led one led to the other in a sense well that's that's a great descriptor for what that is for me in my own practice i can only speak on my own experience going into and then out of a kundalini class and it is something that touches on some uh I don't. It, it shakes you up. It put it puts you out of the everyday ordinary. That's for sure. Uh, you, you're going to have to describe some of what the poses are, or do you call them poses even? The kriyas, really. Kriyas, yes. Well, go ahead. Start there. What's a, what could, for people who are out there know what a traditional yoga class is, or maybe if you've never even taken one, you can picture that, right? You're a person who just knows what a downward dog is. That's yes. that's like mainstream uh, things that's in the public consciousness here. So. Kundalini, though, very different. Go ahead, give me, what is a Kriya? Yes. So, in my studies, Kundalini has a lot of different um, lineages and backgrounds, so I kind of have compiled my own understanding of it. But the main lineage comes from Yogi Bhajan, um, which is basically a Kriya-based yoga. Kriya means action or an action sequence that sort of um, buds this seed. It's the beginning of the seed to grow into something bigger. So, they are set action sequences. It'll literally say, this is the Kriya to open the heart center. You start with this motion for about two to three minutes. Then you go this motion, two to three minutes. Sometimes it says chanting with this song or play this song in the background. And it's linked to, uh, the mantras are Gurmukhi, which is from the the Sikh text. So it has a background (laughs) in something. But to me, mantras are really just words that connect you to the energy of something of what you're going for. So me, I've taken it as a very 
energy-based practice so Mm -hmm. i make it as practical as i can for people in the real world i don't if you don't have to know anything i just said about gurmukhi or or languages the point is i take it and i say okay how does this feel in my body what do i need to know in my personal energy and physical body i like to just have our people who come to practice tap in it's your moment to be with yourself and to just say, okay, how does my physical body feel today? How is my energy today? Knowing that it can be very different from yesterday and tomorrow. And for me, it's based on this principles of energy is not created or destroyed, but it can be transformed. So we are meant to feel emotions and have experiences and then feel them, release them. And then we have this new space for something new to come in. So if you keep holding things in and piling, 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 how can you expect new to arrive into your life when you're full? So I like to bring people in and let us have this moment. Sometimes it's through breath. Sometimes it's through movement to release whatever it is that you don't need to hold anymore. And then we feel lighter usually afterwards. That's kind of how I I feel. I love that the description of what it is. And, and so I guess an equivalent might be a pose or posture in a yoga vinyasa class. So what, that's the Kriya uh, equivalent, but I like I like that you just called it. It's an action, so it has this pace. It might look like your hands. Uh, it's a first and foremost. This is one of the things I love about it most is your breathing. It's very focused on your breathing. So I, I've said it. I'll say it again. I don't know anything about this background that Meg just laid into, and I don't need to in order mm-hmm. to experience what that what that is for me. And I look at this as a, just like all the meditation stuff we do. Uh, it's very practical in that when you're doing the action sequence, those are the moments, yeah, how am I showing up to this thing that may even feel weird and funky, especially if it's your first time doing it. Uh, and I like I always remember doing first time getting into this stuff. And, uh, you know, you show up not being sure of yourself. And then once you get into a, your, your actual breath and the action, that might be, it might look like a repetitive motion and right. It might look like sitting or laying down, or there might be a lot of muscling involved. There might be a very loose quality in the body involved. All these actions look very different from one another, but they all offer something in which you get to uh, be with yourself on some sort of level, quiet level, even though you're in a room full of other people or their music might be blasted in Meg's class here, which I do love. And it sets a pace and a, and a tempo and a tone to it that is really enjoyable. And by the way, I've never really seen anyone do that. So I just have to say, you, you really offer something. You, you, you like, I think people pay, it's like going for an experience when they go to Meg's class. I, and I try and get to it once a week. I don't know if I could do more than once a week because it's like so much for me sometimes. It's powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. You don't, you don't, it's not a matter of how much you do any of this stuff, but what the quality of that time spent doing it is. And so it's just that one hour, 15 minutes for me a week is like Mm -hmm. the impactful time I get to first and foremost, practice my breathing in a really cool way. Uh, New ways to me, gives me ideas on, and uh, well, actually I feel like it's the closest thing I have to working out these days. Cause like my heart's pumping. It is, it can be fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I like, um, kind of what you said at one point, describing some of the motions. I mean, just one to kind of give a visual is if you're sitting down, sometimes maybe we literally put um, our hands on our shoulders and your elbows are out wide to the side. So you're just having a pose and then all you're doing is twisting your torso. So you inhale as you twist left, 
exhale as you twist right. And that is the simple motion. It can be a very slow movement or you can speed it up, but the point is to move your body with that breath. So mm -hmm. it's sort of like a moving meditation is kind of how I first viewed Kundalini Absolutely. because some people think, oh, meditation, I can't do it. I can't sit there still for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever they believe meditation to be. So to begin moving meditation, that's giving your body something to do. It's giving your mind a little bit of something to think about so that it doesn't have that sort of monkey continuous brain going. And then that's when you're able to really kind of relax and sit into that movement, but it's clarity that comes because mm -hmm. it's like you're, you're emptying out somehow by having this repetitive motion. So I find it a very good entry level for people that don't think they meditate or do yoga at all. They'll come to class and say like, I have no idea what to expect. And I'll say, don't, don't even try to expect. I have, yeah. I don't know how to tell you. You just experience it for yourself. And usually people are very surprised because they're like, wow, that like last class actually was someone said, I felt so childlike because we did a lot more of um, some free movement options just to move and shake your body. I want you to move your body in a way that you don't usually do that because if you don't move your body, that creates stagnation and traditional Chinese medicine, we believe that stagnation is the root cause of all disease and dis-ease in the body. And so we want to move. So if it's something you're not used to moving, that might feel uncomfortable to move it. But if you haven't been moving it, then it's stagnant. So this childlike play of just shaking your body or, or just moving and dancing to the song, um, it brings joy, which brings good, happy endorphins and um, hormones. And then you can move and release. So it's just kind of a fun... I don't think there's any judgment to it the way we do our practice. And you just you get to listen to yourself, which... We don't always do in today's <laughs> world. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. No, yeah. <laughs> not perfectly. Uh, it, so actions, that's what it is. It's just actions. You get to like see yourself taking part in. And it's not like I, I can speak personally and say, no, it's not like I'm personally devoid of thoughts, but my mind is with, it's a training. It's like help, helping the mind be in one place with the body, with the breath. And it, it I don't know, it's, it's, it is transformative. In that, like I said, before class is one thing, and then after class, walk out feeling some sort of way. But I do, I do attribute this to you for making it accessible to people. I don't think it's an accessible thing at all from the outside in until I yeah, started coming to your classes. Um, and this is just one more way of practice in the world, and yet it's something. So, so I've tried a lot of things. I don't really do normal yoga classes anymore. This is way different. This is outside of that box. And I feel like this has, this could be for anybody sort of thing because it is really just working with your own body. This little shoulder, uh, hands to shoulder and torso rotation you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. You can, I see people, not that I'm looking, but we're all next to each other in a class. So you see it out the corners of your eyes and there is everyone doing a different thing, a different pace. Yep. I'm slow because I'm, I'm like mm -hmm. cautious about my back. And I like this uh, as one of the reasons that draws me into Kundalini mm -hmm. is that it makes my back feel better yeah. after doing it. So when I look at anything that helps my back to be, all right, if, it, if this can do it for me, then it must be so for uh, a possibility for anybody else too. One of the things that is just a, a very exciting thing for me is it's not just helping the mind, but it's a very physical practice. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whole body, mind experience thing. I agree. Sometimes it can be very like your heart rate gets up and you do feel like it is... I don't ever want to equate it to like a workout class, I know. I but sometimes I get a song going and it I have it very inspirational and you are kind of like 
lifting your arms up and then throwing them down on the ground. It's a very forceful, full body motion where right. your breath is picking up and your heart rate is picking up and you are sweating. And so you do kind of feel a little bit of that. Like I really don't want to equate it to aerobics, but it's just like, <laughs> it has that feeling to it in a sense, but it's, it's community and it's joy. And that's the other thing is I like to try to make sure everyone feels this connection to something greater than themselves. Um, one, just everyone in the room, like that we are connected as a community, mm-hmm. that humans of all kind are connected to each other. You're not alone in how you feel, the way that you feel. You're not the first one to feel that. You're not going to be the last. And there's someone out there who has a similar experience to you. And you can connect through that and learn from each other. But also this connection to whatever you want to call that's greater than yourself. I don't truly believe it's a religion that we have to go down, but the energy of the universe or this idea of just um, we're all connected to the earth and each other. It's an energy that's flowing between all of us. In yoga, people call it prana sometimes, just light force energy or chi um, or ki, reiki in, in Japanese. So there's always this concept of life force energy that's flowing through everything. And so for me, my practice, which is in the class of Kundalini, but also in my daily life, is just how do I connect to this chi, this prana, this ki around me and make sure I'm pulling in more of it to keep my life full and joyful. It's through the foods that I eat and making sure that they are um, organic and as, as fresh as I can get in good sources because those are having the most high quality of this energy within it. And it's filling yourself with good friends and conversations right nothing taking you down like scary news things really lowering your vibration and making you live in fear it's more about how can i live in love so my practice Mm. is really about opening yourself up opening your heart up because love connects people love heals love is the answer to most of our issues is Mm. we don't want fear we want love so i kind of bring that into all of my my daily practices it makes me connect with myself, actually. Now that I think about it, I have to think about this as you raise it. What are you connecting to something greater? And uh, so I think that greater can be, I think, the same thing about meditation or any introspective exercise that anyone embarks upon is mm-hmm. connecting with what is going on inside yourself. Yeah. Getting to know that, I think, by taking these uh, kooky actions, that that's totally a rip mm-hmm. I, like. I'm, I'm I like making that. fun kooky of. Action. Yeah, I want to use Kriya. that. A kriya uh, is known as a kooky action. Is, this is a technical term. You'll think it too if it's the first time you do it. You're like, yes. oh, you're right. I've never done this thing with my body. And I'm not talking about like, you know, again, I, I'm just contrasting with like the picturesque yoga class right. of bending into a pretzel. And that's not this. This, mm-hmm. But there are some squats involved. Yes. But also, the, I'm telling you, the breath is kick ass. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you feel good when you're breathing. Yes. It's like, yeah, and I think those moments are the moments where, yeah, it is a connection with yourself, with myself. Again, I'm speaking from my own point of view. It's like to get to know your my own breath in that way, uh, and again, connected with the physical way I feel because of it and during it and after it, and it's just for me a cool thing. What you might call the community or connections with others. I'm just saying it's really cool that everyone's doing it and doing it their way. Like I, I'm really into it for that reason. It's like here is a shared space. We're all connecting in our very own unique ways and with our own bodies. I mean, everyone's in your classes, especially it's like the most eclectic group of people, you know, and to each our own, we're doing our own thing, which you open up. You're a great teacher because you open it up for individual practice, which Well, that's like that. So, you know, my core of 
me here on earth is like, I think everyone is meant to learn who you are truly and deeply. And you, you go through the layers to find who you are. And then you get more and more self love and self confidence. And then you're more and more expressing your unique self. And I call it like your magic, your unique expression of who you are. No one else can share your knowledge or who you are or how you act. You have to do that. And so I believe we're all here to just be the most us we can be. Like that is the essence of why I think that all of us are here. So I Mm. want us to do that in class. The more you go through all these little walls that you have or these things that you're holding inside and you kind of tackle them like, why do I cling to this? Why is this a reaction I tend to have when I come up against this challenge? You can notice your patterns and then you can decide if you want to change them because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just born this way. This is how it is. But really, we're meant to evolve and grow. Like, I believe life is this spiral. So it's a circle where you keep seeing patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, You have kind of birth, life process, death, and then this void before the next rebirth. And that is just physical birth. It's the seasons. This is how it comes back around to doulas for me. It has to actually do with birth. But it's your um, energy and emotional cycles. You have to experience things and live them and then let them die so new emotions can come in. It's how people come into our lives. You notice that people, you might cling to certain people or relationships and you're like, that's the death part. You're supposed to kind of let them go so someone new can come in. And you just realize it's your life. They're your decisions to make, but you feel better when you notice, okay, I've grown, I've let go of that. I've become this next version. Whereas if you keep sitting in the same version or holding onto the same people, that stagnation again, which is disease, disease and disease, physical body disease. It can be sometimes as I believe they're all linked. Um, so for me, that's why I want everyone on their mat or in their daily life to just be able to learn who you are as an essence. And you can do that in just your relationships with people. When you just talk to someone and you realize, oh, this keeps coming up for me when I do this. It doesn't have to be a yoga practice. That can be a daily practice. When I go to the grocery store and this person cuts me off in line, I always do this. And you start to notice, do I want to always do that? Do I like this reaction? And then that's where you can learn and grow. So it's just Really, it's awareness. I feel like we talked about this before at Collective Vibes with Court. It's all about awareness because if you, you don't know what you don't know, but once you start to turn on that light bulb of, oh, I'm aware of my actions, I'm aware of what I'm doing and saying, then you can decide, do I like it? Is it really me? Can I change it? And then that's the spiral of just developing yourself. And I just want you to be the most you you can be. You are the most you I think you could ever be. I mean, I, I, it's been interesting to watch you teach this through an arc of your teaching, too. It's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. I do want to offer a kind word to the good people out there. This is not all at once. This is a continuous <laughs> practice. Yes. That, that you, what you're saying rings true for me, Meg. It's, uh, it, but uh, it's like this. For me, sometimes I go in and I, I don't get nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I even experience like the anger. I don't know why. It's just... Mm-hmm. letting the, the heart pump and then just noticing that oh there's anger present mm-hmm. okay if that's the best i got then that's well worth practicing for is to become aware of whatever it might be that's up for me in the moment so again it is a practice and sometimes things shows up sometimes good stuff shows up too last time i was in your class i was can't remember the exact thought or the nature of the thought well the nature was just a very familiar one familial one i literally thought of my two brothers and their love and their unconditional love and i felt it and i reached out after and it's just that's all it was for me i walked out of that night just feeling so grateful to have them in my life i mean so i can't say why exactly that visited me uh in our hour 15 together yet 
I mean, I'm talking about it today, you know, mm-hmm. it was something that stuck with me and it was, oh, one more thing too. After you do all these heart pumping action poses, um, there's nothing like laying down during Shavasana, which in the yoga practices, they call it Shavasana. It's uh, corpse pose is another way it's translated, which basically means just lay there, don't do anything. That's it. And so if, if thoughts occur, great. If not, whatever, mm-hmm. just sit there and do your best to, to uh, do nothing. Yeah. And it is tough for many people. I do, I do want to say it's not always so easy, but it's one of those things that after doing all these successions of poses and breathing, that when I find those five plus minutes on the mat, I don't, I wouldn't say I fall asleep. It's just a deep rest. It's yes. like, whew, I'm almost zonked out, but mm, no, it's because the skin is like it's alive. Different. I feel very alive while very just sunken mm. into the floor. So there's something about the magic of the sequence of the mm. class and the way that you bring it too. So I'm talking about your class and Kundalini at large here mm-hmm. that just lines you up for some sort of if nothing else very physical benefit but of course i do believe yes the mental uh benefits follow Mm -hmm. by being able to practice one place and one thing at a time you know so hard to do one thing at a time of Mm -hmm. course but when you're in a closed environment you feel good you're being held by a good teacher Mm -hmm. you are the bomb um there is a very uh welcome benefit to to that sensation of relaxation letting the mind and the body just Mm kind of melt you know it's a melting thing and that there is such a benefit to our human condition in which all day long you're running and and it's not like i'm not saying this is a bad thing we got jobs to do we got places Mm -hmm. to be things to take care of responsibilities i talk about this all the time with the meditation stuff because i believe that's the backbone of being able to go after and do Uh, efficiently and effectively all these responsibilities and tasks we must do but it is important to also have that period of respite so I think for me uh, again for me and that's what we're talking about is different practices out there in the world the East Coast has a lot of them right here at home one of them being this Kundalini practice for me it's only Meg Meg's my teacher (laughs) Uh, but I believe other actually it's not the most common thing what's the deal with that it's not not the most common and i do believe that i kind of made it my own because i was going to a girl originally that kind of i think made it her own style Mm -hmm. and then i never actually felt as drawn to go to the very rigid um more masculine style linear um kind of version that it is i believe that the music helps draw out more of the emotional side so i pulled into more emotions and i think it actually was created to be i don't know there's just a little bit more like this is the sequence for the liver you do it this way and you might not even need music this is what it is whereas i believe music (laughs) is like drawing on my drive to continue and to pull in um the action that i'm doing so i do believe i've tweaked it in a certain way but it's based on people i've learned from which i think is how we should all do that is you take the practices that came from many 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 years ago and you change them to what the current environment needs and I don't know why it's not the most popular around yet. Maybe it's just coming up kind of like things in fashion and all yeah. things do. There's a certain popular thing that is around and then it kind of goes. But yeah, it, it, it might. It might. I don't know. It's such that's a, maybe a topic of exploration for another day yeah. between us. Where why, are all the why, Kundalini people? Yeah. <laughs> why when you go to a yoga studio, is it the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again? I've been to a lot of yoga studios. Yeah. 
and it's you, you get a lot of the same stuff. I won't say that all teachers are the same. Absolutely not. It's not what I'm saying. But you know you're gonna hit a downward dog. Mm -hmm. You know you know you're gonna hit the whole vinyasa flow, which yeah. I don't even do anymore because of back purposes. So I just stopped going years ago. But like, yeah, I've still been in enough studios, and it, it's there's those very standardized. Okay, it's like what's this phenomenon where people feel comfy going to a different state because that different state has a McDonald's too? All right, <laughs> does this make sense? Yes. Like you yes. feel at home, right? Even though. Yeah. It's the reason why McDonald's like yeah. is successful in Europe. There, when I was fourteen year old, and I went to, I was very fortunate. I went on a family vacation, though I was a brat and didn't take it in at the time. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, McDonald's, Mom, Dad, I need that right yeah. now." And it's I, a sense of home. Yeah, and uh, I didn't you know. It's not like I knew anything. Whatever back then, but <laughs> um, there, there maybe it is just tough to breach into mm -hmm. a Kundalini practice. I wonder if this is something to explore, like putting on kundalini workshops mm -hmm. or something for beginners or intro uh courses i have no idea yeah this is gonna take it would take thought. a while it takes a lot but i i kind of believe it's the i don't want to say like elevated practice but it's kind of like vinyasa was for me even my entry into yoga it was like oh yoga oh, is exercise so i'll just do this as exercise where yoga is way more than exercise and the true benefits come from, I mean, the whole thing with yoga is the main pose was the meditation seat. That was like yeah. the history of yoga is mm -hmm. like we move our bodies so we can sit down and meditate. And so um, we all say that right now it's so hard to sit and just be still. Well, what do I need to do first to be able to sit and be still? And there's the traditional vinyasa flow or this is another one that comes off of it. But this one, I think start so much in here's some chanting here's this like you're kind of thrown into the world of yoga where it's not as gentle of like let's pretend it's exercise and we're like creeping into yoga oh, this is, no is like pretending. this is like we're in it so yeah, yeah. i do feel like maybe it's not yeah people haven't gone to it as much because it's it's a it's a lot i don't know it's a lot but it's needed and i think that it's for me i'm like it's so helpful to everybody and the way we do it with more of this understanding your emotional body i feel like it's truly just this like emotional closet cleaning of just come here because people cry all the time in my class i don't try to make them cry but like it happens a lot because we just don't always have those places or spaces to release emotions yeah. and feelings and things that you're stored inside so the point is to just let it out mm. so you can clean and clear and have a new thanks for saying space. that about the people that do cry mm -hmm. I, it's, I don't think i've uh cried but it's because you know it depends on the person maybe for some mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that's the place where it comes out yeah you know because i've certainly cried let's say during a meditation where it's mm -hmm. just like oh my god there's the thing i just yeah. found it yeah and it makes you sad or something or i've even cried over happiness all the time mm -hmm. so i don't i don't want to negate those times too um but so i so for some people it must be so out of the ordinary mm -hmm. that it is a that's a space now where they see these other hidden parts of themselves that are of course always there and 100%. so that person who's crying i mean that's lurching under the surface somewhere already you're yes. not making them cry I'm not <laughs> there's doing nothing any, you do the point is i'm not doing anything yeah. you're doing the work in there for yeah. yourself i but, never yes. have seen you meg force mm -hmm. any sort of thought into anybody mm -hmm. yeah it's totally open interpretation yeah so Apps, I think that's yeah, and just holding the space is the most beautiful way about teaching. Yeah. Um, that's you, I think. You have it. Oh, thank you. I think yeah. that's all we can do for each other as teachers or just as people and friends is 
to open the space for the person, again, to be their unique self, to be the most them that they can be. So that even if you don't agree with what they're going to say or do, you're allowing them the opportunity to express themselves. And then you decide from there if that's something that you need to you know, argue with or let it go, or you decide what's best for you. But the point is, the more we can open the door for other people to be them, they'll open the door for you to be you. And then that's just the healthiest that you can be, I think, is to be your fullest expression and not hide any part of who you are. So mm-hmm. even if you don't want to do yoga and you don't can't even remember the word kundalini, think it's a pasta, just <laughs> try to work on the practice of being the most you you can be. Like just one thing a day, just say, how do I truly feel about this or that or that person? And just see what comes up for you and notice if it's different than the actions that you're taking or the words that you're saying. And just say, hmm, do I want to change this? Because change is so difficult and it's uncomfortable, but we learn and grow through the discomfort and you're going to feel so much better when you go towards the things that are the most you, which tend to be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but you end up then Hmm. feeling so much better once you cross that line. So... I just encourage everybody mm. to listen to themselves and to be their truest self and then make space for everyone around them to do the same. I know what we're going to do now. Um, not right now, mm. but the next episode, I, I will have you back on. We'll do like a one or two uh, create thing where mm. we can instruct it yes. for someone to try out. I think that'd be great. That'd be just perfect. a breathing yeah. thing at the very least. And with minimal, uh, you'll be able to picture it easily enough when we do it mm-hmm. um man uh, i you know this is a bombshell of a lot of information at once for a lot of people <laughs> probably because it is a, it is a lesser known thing and i wanted to uh bring it up because it's very powerful for me so you know i, I try a lot of different practices and i stick with those that work and this is just one that uh certainly it's like uh I think the best practices are the ones that do the kind of thing where they hold a mirror up to yourself. Um, I've done that literally before. That's a whole other story. That's mm. a, that's that was me like trial and erroring some. Uh, I had no idea what meditation was years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I would. We'll talk about that another time. That would be tough. Is, I feel like that would be a that tough. That was a weird meditation. one. Yeah. Um, but no, what I'm talking, I'm talking metaphorically. <laughs> I was like, nothing like sitting where, with a mirror. Oh, that would be tough. That was yeah. really something, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. So much so that I remember it. You know what I mean? It was a one-off. It was yeah. a one-off. It was very interesting. It was just the decision to like, I want. I, I don't know if I got the idea from anywhere. I guess I have mm-hmm. to just say it at this point. Basically, sit down, look at a mirror, like mm-hmm. pretty close and just continue looking at yourself. Yeah. That was, I don't remember there being much more rules than that. Yeah. And it was, so whatever comes up is what comes up. And so metaphorically, the mirror in front of you is, I go in, I do breathing, I working with my body with the day so that's already having to be honest with myself I might see someone flying next to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to mimic whatever they're doing because I don't want to hurt myself or do something outside of uh, I I, I don't want to say comfort zone in this negative way I mean like be safe in the body first Mm -hmm. and foremost is like I'm, I'm nursing things back to health and working into more range of motion which I have thankfully received while doing more of this practice but I don't, the point being though is it is about being honest with yourself, even on that very easy to see plain Jane physical level. Like I have to be in my body. I'm not going at anyone else's pace. Mm-hmm. It's not about what I think the practice should look like or what they're doing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now I've had many years in the, in the yoga studio. So 
And I realized, you know, when I first went in the first year, at least practicing yoga, I was looking mm -hmm. not purposefully, but also how to learn to do yoga. There's no, right. there's no real like classes on how to learn. But another thing I love about your classes is you tell people before we even do all the poses, this is what this pose even looks like. Here mm -hmm. it is doing it. Here's three ways to do it different. Mm -hmm. So, but many teachers don't do that. So my first like year of doing yoga classes, yeah, I'm looking at other people to see if they're, what they're doing. Yeah. I don't even know if they're doing it right, turns out. I didn't yeah. know that at the time. <laughs> right. There's a million ways to not do it right. And so if you're copycatting those, you're like, ah, yes. oh, crap. Now I wonder, I feel terrible now. <laughs> um, you know, so there's just ways to show up and be honest with yourself. See yourself and who you are in those moments. Know that if I'm carrying anger, there it is. I'm mm. carrying anger. I don't even have to know the source, but I do have to be aware that it's there. It's just the awareness. That's what it keeps coming back to for me. It's the awareness. Yeah. So... That's it. That's the practice. Like it boils down to that. If every day you can just practice being a little more aware of something, <laughs> there's so many things to be aware of. So just Too many. <laughs> one thing today that you went, Hey, I noticed this about myself. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a successful, honestly, Kundalini practice. You have noticed more about your energy and you're maybe going to change something about <laughs> it. Thank you yes. very much for making a, uh, a very mystical practice. Uh, you know, high up in the realms of like, if someone were to look in and have no idea what they were up to, if they didn't know it was a yoga class, they might be like, what the F are they doing? Yeah. Some days. You know, it's not all the poses <laughs> are like that. In fact, majority are yes. not. They're pretty normal. But mm -hmm. some of them be like, whoa. Yes. Okay. But you make it very practical and very human. So thank, thank you. Because that, because I don't, yeah, I just feel more human after mm. it. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you, my Thank friend. You Thanks for so describing much. to people a little bit about this practice. If you are interested, uh, Meg can say a little bit of what she does and uh, how to find her. Yes, I'm at Collective Vibes. We're in Ocean City, New Jersey. If you happen to be listening from somewhere else in the world. East Coast. <laughs> East Coast <laughs> Meditation. Um, yeah, we teach there and come for any classes, but mostly I teach Kundalini and hang out with us. There's also amazing coffee there. Reach so. out to Meg through if uh, Instagram. I know you got it. Oh, yes. I have just my name, Meg Cottilly, and also so. Moon Cycle Magic. That's like my, uh, my art and sometimes doula stuff, so it's all out there. Yeah, man. Uh, mm. Check out this practice. Type in the word Kundalini. Mm. K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I. -I. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, I hope if nothing else, this is a little introduction for some things that are out there that mm. help people to be people. Mm. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Meg. Mm. High five. Thank you. You the bomb. Love you. Love you.